Welcome everyone to another edition of the Dress of a Watch podcast. There we are. Hi, Robert. Hello. How are you? Hi, how are you? Good, and you? Very good. Finally, we meet. We meet. <laughs> yeah. So you've, you've had a busy day? Yes, a lot of uh, appointments and calls and uh, yeah, that's how it good. goes. Very good, very good. Yeah, keeping busy is a good is a good thing to do. Yeah, exactly. So, thanks for doing this. It's a real pleasure. I try the same. I try to keep myself busy and try to keep the the watch community entertained a little bit by sharing yeah. different stories and and then sharing the passion. And so I thought um, I definitely need to have you here with me to to tell a, uh, tell your story. Yeah. And so I think. Let's let's dive right into it. Yeah, good. Well, I am uh, Robert Jan, RJ. Uh, I'm from the Netherlands, and I'm uh, dialing in from home, basically, like uh, many of us, uh, due to the situation. In 2004, I founded FortelloWatches.com, uh, then a blog, and now I would love to like to call it an online magazine uh, about watches. Um, we grew quite a bit. Um, it was a blog, like I said, and now it's a magazine. We have uh, 13 people on board, um, mainly editors and contributors. Uh, and some people do other things like operations. Uh, we have some that, that are occupied with the shop. We have a salesperson. Um, so we have all different sorts of people on board. And uh, that's my daytime job, basically. Uh, until a few years ago, I worked for an investment bank in The Hague, which was quite boring. And um, at some point, I got the opportunity to uh, to do Fortello watches full time, and uh, I took it. I grabbed it with both hands, cool. and um, yeah, I'm doing it full time basically since 2012, more or less. Wow! And uh, before that, it was for me a side project basically. Um, Very nice. But Very I, nice. I, yeah. And, and and how did you how did you get into watches actually? So I was. Yeah. What was the driving passion behind it? Or what's the story behind you being interested into watches? Um, I would love to say that it was like uh, given to me by my parents, but unfortunately, that's not the case. Um, as a kid, I liked watches. I, I remember buying my first watch, which was a Casio digital watch. Just for this live um, uh, broadcasting, I tried to, to look for it, to show it, but I couldn't find it, but I still have it. Um, I restored it last year myself. Very nice. <laughs> and um, so as a kid, I, that was my, my, my watch. I was always interested in watches, but I'm from 77. So I grew up in the 80s, which was yes. more or less the, the era of digital watches and later on swatch watches. So at some point I, I started buying and collecting swatch watches. And then in the 90s, I got a bit more interest in, um, in, in, in real watches, so to speak. And then I realized that my parents were into watches, but I didn't realize as a kid. But okay. my uh, my parents they are uh, they they had and still have uh, Omega watches, and my grandparents. And then my father told me the story about Omega and the Moon Watch, and that they were the first brand to put a watch on the moon. And that really, yeah, that that really triggered me on trying to learn more about these watches and about Speedmaster and about Omega in general. Um, my first real watch is a bit, uh, it was not a Speedmaster. It was an Omega Constellation, basically because um, my parents and grandparents also had Constellations. 
Okay. So that and and I look, just looked in the in the mid '90s catalog, and there yeah. was, I, in my opinion, back then when there was no real internet forums, uh, Facebook, whatever, that was just the watch that I really wanted to have. I really loved the look of that constellation. Now you would say, well, that's not really. It's I think it's a reverse. It's mirrored, but um, that's the no, one. But yeah, it's still it's still a nice watch. I, I really like the shape and and the whole aesthetic around the watch. So it's still very yeah. iconic, actually. Yeah, for me that was really like a, what I really felt about that I really liked this watch. It, it was I was not influenced by influencers that we have today. <laughs> and then uh, not that much later, I uh, I bought a Speedmaster anyway in '99. I was a student and I came across one and I bought it. I still have it. And so Omega is the brand that really got me into into these these watches. And then at some point I uh, collected all sorts of brands. Um, I also used to collect uh, Rolex a bit. I have one of my first Rolexes, the Sea Dweller. Very again, nice. again mirrored. But um, um, so I, I had a, a bunch of those as well, especially in the in the early 2000s. Um, I collected a lot of them. But around 2010, I stepped away a bit from Rolex. I, I think it went a bit too crazy uh, with prices, and uh, even today, it's, it's even more crazy. It and is, yeah. um, I, I, then I got back to, to collecting Speedmasters. I want to have a focus in a collection, and that's what I collect myself. Um, but for the magazine, for what I do, I, we basically we cover all brands, uh, mainly mechanical and, and, yes. and uh, uh, like luxury uh, watch brands. But even if there's a, a, a nice Timex or a nice watch or a nice Casio, we, we cover it because if it's interesting, I think it's it's nice to give it some coverage and to uh, sure. to write about it. Yeah. True, true, true. And while we have we have a couple of questions, there's there's one that just popped in from Watch Hunting, I think. Yeah. If yeah. that's your gold speedy on your wrist, so they, it is. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I I really like I really appreciate um, your your focus on on this one brand or on this one specific um, model. And um, when I saw the the watch you were just showing on your wrist, I I really was jealous a little bit because this this was finally a model for me where I thought, wow, this would be an awesome piece to wear, and this is so different from 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 all the other classical lines. And, yeah, I, and um, true. And I I really like it. And maybe you can maybe you can dive a bit more into your passion behind the speedies. Yeah, so my passion for the speedies, like I said, I, li I like all sorts of brands. I have some more laying around here, like a, like a Grand Seiko, Very nice. um, uh, a Seiko, a, a new version of the Arnie, Very those cool. kind of things. So yeah. I, I have more watches than only Omega, only Speedmasters, but Speedmasters is really what I collect. And it, I think it's important to say that there's a differentiation between what I collect and what I do professionally. Yeah. And sometimes people mix it up. And of course, we mix it up a bit because of Speedy Tuesday. Um, but yeah, my personal collection is Speedmasters is what I do, what I do, what I do in my private time, basically. And um, uh, next week, we try to cover as many brands as possible. But the Speedmaster, um, yeah, as I said, my father once told me that uh, Omega put the first watch on the moon, but I wasn't aware that it was the Speedmaster. Okay. So I just looked at Omega as the brand, and then I got the catalog, and I, I was, I, I got this uh, when I was 21 or so, um, and then um, I dove into it a bit more. I reached, I, I read uh, What You Seek, 
and watch time, no, uh, um, time zone at the time. I was in these, in these forums yeah. and then I learned more about it. And then I realized it was the Speedmaster that was on the moon. And uh, basically, I went back to my parents at some point and told my father, I said, oh, it was the Speedmaster on the moon, the specific watch. And he said, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> but he just didn't tell me. Um, so when, in 99, I bought my first Speedmaster. And, um, well, I added a few more in, 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 in the uh, following years. And then at some point, I was a bit more interested in Rolex, I have to admit. And when that fa faded away, I regained my, my interest in Speedmasters again and, and realized that I really wanted to have a focus in my collection. And of course, sometimes I buy other stuff like this Grand Seiko or last year bought a Prof, for example. Very nice. But my main, yeah, my main focus is the Speedmaster. And um, so I have all sorts. I have a few here. Okay. Uh, not, not all because I can't access the safe because of yeah. Corona. I have an external safe. I don't know if you can see it. But I, I, I brought a, f wow. a few Speedmasters. Um, I think the one that I bought in, in 99 was a Caliber 321. Mm -hmm. And at that time, believe it or not, those watches were cheaper than a, than a Caliber 861 or 1861 model. Uh, unthinkable of her right now. But at that yeah. time, that's, that was the case. And I actually wanted to have the newer one because I was a student. And I wanted to just wear it every day. So, yep. well, I ended up with a 321 and I wore it every day and it still works. Um, but yeah, I added some more. And then I think um, one of my highlights is what I purchased uh, early 2019 is the one from my year of birth from 77. Wow. And um, it was never used. So it came with the box, yeah. the tags, the, the booklets, everything was there. And um, another one that I really favor is uh, a watch that was owned by an astronaut. It is this X33. Oh, that's a cool one. That's, um, yeah, a lot of people uh, dislike how it looks. And I yeah. have to say, I can imagine a bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this one was owned by an astronaut. Um, uh, it was given to him in 98 when it was introduced. He was invited. And um, at some point, he passed away. And I bought it from, uh, from his son. And, um, yeah, it's a really cool, cool piece. Um, what else? I think a lot of people like this. It's a Snoopy from 2015. Um, yeah, I, I also have the older one, which is uh, really nice. Yeah. Um, I collect number 13. Uh, okay. Because 13 is my uh, my birthday. Uh, yeah. So next next week, Monday, it's my birthday. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, my daughter was born in 2013. But that's, yeah, to be honest, that's, I, that was later than I started collecting number 13s. But it's, it's convenient. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, a while ago, I showed a little video on, on, on our Instagram and, and uh, on Fratello watches that I had it engraved on the side. You, you can't probably see it, but it's engraved by Charlie Duke, the Apollo astronaut. Ah, cool. And Very he, cool. He, he, with a scratch pen, he, he scratched his name in the, in the side. And um, yeah, some people thought it was stupid, but I think it's nice. He had a role with Apollo 13, so I think it, it fits a bit um, with the watch. And, um, well, of course, we have the Speedy Tuesdays. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a whole other topic to dive into. <laughs> I think so, Speedy too. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was basically ignited when, uh, when uh, yeah, um, we started with Speedy Tuesday in 2012. Yeah. And uh, at some point, we, uh, we reached out to Omega. And I also have to say they reached out to us because they saw what it did. Yeah. And we decided to do something together, which are these two watches in the end. Um, okay, cool. 
something special is uh, this one, I think. It's for um, uh, Tokyo 2020, which, yeah. will, which will not yeah. happen this year. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had someone we had someone in stream with uh, Christian who was asking, so what, what does Christian think about the, the Tokyo 2020 um, Speedmaster edition? Yeah. And, and then he said, yeah, he wouldn't wear one for an event like this that is happening, that is not happening, basically. Yeah, well, it, it will happen next year, and yeah. they, will, they will keep the name Tokyo 2020. Oh, okay. So even though it's 2021, they will, yeah. will keep the name 2020. So then I will okay, wear it. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Then I will wear it. Um, yeah, last but not least, there's a Moonface one, one of the originals from, the, from 86. Very nice. Which is a cool watch. And um, yeah, the rest um, um, are not Speedmasters. But I think, to be honest, the one that you can't go wrong with is just the original Moonwatch with Hesselite. Um, this is a 2013 model that I purchased new at the time. And um, yeah, I think if you have to select one, then uh, that's the one. I think just the regular Moonwatch. I think that's a cool, cool piece to uh, to own. Yeah. I actually, I actually have one uh, Speedmaster as well. I have the reduced. Reduced. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm, I'm not a big fan of hand winding the the watches, but um, I also have a very, very slender wrist, so so yeah. the 39 millimeter is just perfect for me. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I actually bought this one just to take part in the Speedy Tuesday um, community ongoings. Uh, yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. That's very because cool. I saw yeah. when 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 I got into watches, um, I uh, I saw that that uh, you were doing these Speedmaster things, and then it was the whole Speedy Tuesday movement going on. And I said, ah, it would be so cool that all these people that are joining in and showing off their speedies with different straps and different NATO versions and everything. And I said, okay, this is, this is something I can take part with. Yeah. Um, and then I have, I have, of course, um, due to my background with Hirsch, yeah. um, where we create straps. Um, I, I have a lot of these and they, they're really, they work perfectly on the Speedmaster. I think you cannot go wrong. No, that's true. And you, you, you can easily change the the, 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 the the face of the watch a bit, how it looks, how it appears. Yeah. Uh, you can dress it up a bit for yeah. more formal occasions um, or make it a bit more sporty. Um, and, and that's why I like these, these Speedy Tuesdays so much, is that you can go all sorts of ways with it, um, um, especially with this one. I think you can make it look very vintage, yeah. um, but you yeah. can also put a, a, a new bracelet on it from the normal one. And make Absolutely. it a bit more uh, contemporary. Um, I also see a lot of people changing straps on, on the Ultraman and going all sorts of way with orange or orange yeah. sti stitching. Um, I also saw some person, I think it's uh, Eric uh, Skyer from, from uh, Japan. Yeah. He made a strap with the, uh, the Ultraman comic uh, printed on cool. it, which is super cool. Yeah, yeah, very cool. I see we have uh, Reynald Ashleyman in here. We have Reynald. Hello, yeah. Reynald. Hi, Reynald. So, so it's actually cool because um, I have a friend. He has the Ultraman, and uh, I've created a couple of, uh, uh, or I've, I've created one cool bracelet for him as well in uh, alligator, genuine alligator skin. Yeah. Perfectly matching the the, the orange color, um, also with the stitching and everything. So, so it would also be the watch that. If I would uh, sell my Speedmaster, I'd go for the Ultraman because I yeah, think this is 
is the one that I feel the most connected to um, and is in my budget, let's say. <laughs> oh, I, I can only give one tip or one piece of advice, yeah. and that's never sell a Speedmaster. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Go I'm, for the next I, one. I'll be honest. If I if I would sell one of my watches, I'd probably get um, uh, get in trouble with my girlfriend because she always says, "Yeah, if you sell one of your watches, then you will um, be crying all the time because you missed the one that you've just sold." So don't don't ever think about it. Yeah, you'll you'll regret it. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. So I saw another question from uh, Watch Please. Hunter, I think, yeah, um, about what my favorite Caliber three two one model is. Um, I have to say, I really look. I'm really looking forward to the new Ed White Caliber three two one. I think that will be amazing. If I look at the existing ones out there, I have to say my favorite one is one that I don't have. It's a one o five o twelve because that was the one that was actually used on the moon um, by Eldrin. Um, so I will be hunting for one in the future. I have a one four five o twelve, which was also used on the moon and, and with astronauts. But I think that first one that was on the moon, that would be uh, really nice. Um, another three two one that I really like is the one o five o three. So it's the one with the straight locks and no crown guards. It's basically the one that uh, the Ed White is, the uh, new Ed White is uh, based on. Um, and of course, I like the very first Speedmasters, but for me, those are way out of budget, way out of reach. And I think I would not feel comfortable wearing these watches with the today's uh, price tags on them. Very good, yeah. Very cool. So, uh, let's see. So, I, I don't have all Speedmasters with me. There's a lot in safe. I have uh, perhaps some other th things to show. Like the Blowprof that I really enjoy wearing. Uh, it's not yeah. a Speedmaster, it's a Seamaster, um, although they are a bit related, you could say. Um, I think the Blowprof was something that I was really after for a long time. Um, and at some point I realized I, 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 I want one and I had to make the decision between a vintage one and a new one. Uh, a friend of mine was lucky enough to have both. So I tried both for, for a while and uh, I decided to go with a new one because I think it's the first re-edition by Omega that was done so well in 2009. And um, it had it had the new movement at the time, the Caliber 8500. 8, um, it's really well made. It's, very, it's, a, it's a beautiful watch and it's a modern watch suitable for everyday use. And then I decided to go for the new one. And yeah, it's a bit, perhaps it sounds a bit snobbish, but it's my, it became my holiday watch. Although I don't think yeah. there's much of a holiday going on this year. Probably but yeah, it's 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 a go-to watch. You can wear it like every day of the week. Um, it's a yeah, fine fine watch basically. And and how how is it with the size? The, well, the size I, I thought it would be huge on the wrist, and yeah. it, it, it's by no means a, a small watch. Um, I don't have the dimensions uh, top of at the top of my head, but I think it's quite okayish on the wrist. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, it's it's um, although this is quite large. Uh, the luck to luck is okay. Um, but it wears quite compact, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I used to have Panerai, Luminor, and Luminor Marina watches, but they actually wore bigger than this on the wrist. So, um, yeah, I, I like it on the wrist. Of course, you have to get used to the weight, and, um, yeah, you have to be careful with door posts and so on, and your car that you don't bump into it. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's quite comfortable on the wrist, basically. I like to have a watch with a bit of weight, and, yeah, um, yeah this does it. You can put it on a rubber strap if the weight is too much. But uh, I like it on the on the shark bracelet. Yeah, yeah, yeah it looks I will, good. I will quickly take it off because it's uh, a Tuesday. 
<laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It definitely is. So maybe you can um, tell us a little bit on how how this uh, Speedy Tuesday came about. Yeah. So first of all, Speedy Tuesday is not about the two watches that I that I showed about the. The first one from 2017 and the second one is 2018, the Ultraman. A Speedy Tuesday is about the community, about the love for Speedmasters. Um, in 2012, I was on a, on a holiday in France and I was wearing my, uh, my, my Speedmaster Professional, just a regular model. And um, I took a wrist shot and I put it on Facebook. Um, I think it, it was this group, I think, ran by, uh, by uh, Watchunista. Uh, mm -hmm which was called like wrist shots or something. And I put it in there and I wrote, it's a speedy Tuesday because, well, it was a Speedmaster and it was a Tuesday. Um, and then I realized that it actually sounded quite good. And um, um, I gave it a bit more thought and I thought, oh, that's a nice working title for the website for Fratello. And from that moment on, I decided to do articles where I put a Speedmaster in the spotlight. Okay. And at first, I did it once every three weeks or every once every four weeks. But we got so many people uh, commenting and sending us emails that they wanted to see more Speedmasters that we, uh, well, uh, quickly enough, we were doing it like every single week. Um, so then it became like a, a thing. And we start sharing our stuff on Instagram and um, hashtag Speedy Tuesday. And then it really took off, I have to yeah. say. That really ignited it. And um, um, of course, we love the fact that people come to our website and on Tuesday I read Speedy Tuesday articles and we definitely see bumps on uh, on, on Tuesdays in the traffic. <laughs> um, but uh, what I really like is that people are so fanatical about these watches like I am and like I have been for the last uh, uh, 20 years more or less. And um, with, a, with a hashtag, you can easily find other people that are also interested in the Speedmaster because it's some kind of label or identifier that you can find other people sharing the same love for the and passion yeah. for these speedmasters. Um, there are very nice initiatives like omegaforums.net that I really have to mention that is a friendly forum where you can post questions or share your knowledge about the speedmaster. Um, and last year we did a series of uh, Speedy Tuesday events together with Omega worldwide. We did them in the past as well, more locally in here in the Netherlands and in Switzerland and, and, and Germany. And last year we decided together with Omega, let's let's do one worldwide. And last year we traveled to uh, to uh, to Japan, to Singapore, Hong Kong, um, um, the U.S., uh, also Germany, uh, Italy, and we have the same uh, plans for this year. But I have to say that I am not sure where it's going right now with the Corona. Yeah. So that's also why we we uh, started doing the Speedy Tuesday live sessions on the Omega uh, feed uh, on Tuesdays. So today was the second one. Um, uh, it was with astronaut Terry Wirtz and I, next I week, watched, yeah. yeah, next week, um, um, I will be there on there uh, again with a very special guest. So, um, yeah, we try to, to do these things uh, every week now until we can go out and uh, play again, um, and, and, and visit countries and uh, meet with people. Yeah. yeah. So it's mainly Speedy Tuesday is mainly about communities sharing the passion and knowledge about these watches and trying to learn everything that's about to know about these watches. And if someone has a very cool story about a Speedmaster, then uh, yeah, it's always super nice to, to learn about it and to uh, to see what others collect and so on. Um, Absolutely. It, 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 and it's, it's really about the watches and it's about uh, uh, the passion for these watches. It has little to do with, with, with uh, trading or making money or whatsoever. So it's really 
about these watches. Yeah, thank you, thank you very much for for giving us the inside and the back the background yeah, story yeah, yeah. around the, the Speedy Tuesday. I, saw, I see a, I see a yeah. very um, important question by Savage Tosh. Yeah, why the name Fratello? Um, Fratello is um, uh, Italian and it means brother, and my last name is Bruer, which means brother. But in Dutch, my uh, last name, uh, Brewer, is, it's pronounced in, in other languages. I think in, in English, you would say Brewer, and in, in, in German, you pronounce it differently again. And I want to have a name for the website that is the same everywhere. And I, can, I think Fratello really covers it in most languages that it's, uh, you pronounce it in the same, same way. So that's the only reason. The, the issue is that I started on my own at first in 2004 with the website. And now we are with 13 people, so it, now it should be fratelli. It should be plural, but yeah, yeah. can't change it anymore. Yeah. But but the message behind it is still there. So. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. we are all brother, watch brothers, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, we have some sisters on board as well these days. And, that's uh, yeah, very good. Working on a magazine. Yeah, I think so. And um, one of them is covering almost only ladies' watches and. In the past, we saw in Google Analytics, but I also think they make uh, uh, no problem. <laughs> I think in the past, we we, we saw at Google Analytics that uh, only 1% of our readers is, is female. Um, I think that's an assumption uh, by, by, by Google. Um, but I think it's interesting to also cover ladies' watches because I think there's a lot of women out there that are also interested in watches and not only the quartz pieces and, and with diamonds and so on, but also in really proper uh, mechanical watches. You see it more and more. There are a lot of, uh, of at least quite a bit of female uh, watch journalists uh, out there. Sure. And um, yeah, I think it makes sense to, to have a bit more coverage on, on ladies' watches on a platform like ours or other uh, media titles. Makes yes. sense, yeah. I will actually have one of Austria's uh, leading watch journalists. Uh, she is, is a female and she's been... Um, one of my uh, good friends for a long time so cool i think i've met her at one of the yeah. watch uh, uh i'm events. pretty sure yeah yeah, yeah. very cool and, um, so I, I i totally agree I, I do think that there's a lot of potential also also for me i, I feel that um, different brands are doing um a good job right now on focusing on on both yeah. um uh, male and female but i think also for women um, that there should be more um, possibilities for them to to dive into even the men's range because I see a lot of women also wearing men's watches. Yeah, and I don't feel that that there should be a distinguish between men's or women's watches like in general. So yeah, so I I, I do think that there will that there there's more to come. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. And for me, it's always very difficult to have a judgment on ladies' watches because. I'm a guy and who am I to judge a lady's watch? I can only judge a lady's watch on, on quality or uh, how it's built or uh, the materials used or the movement and so on. For me, the shape and so on, that's, that's yeah, it's for ladies. For me, that's very difficult to judge. It's only, um, yeah, it's very subjective and especially coming from a man, perhaps. So that's why we, we, we have a, a writer like Karina on board who is really into ladies' watches and uh, likes elegant watches. Um, if I look at my own wife, um, I always bought sports models for her. And then uh, I think two years ago, one and a half years ago, she, for the first time, she she ordered or purchased her own watch 
by her own choice. And it was something I would never have uh, ordered for or bought for her because I just didn't think of it. And it was a, an Omega uh, Lady Matic, which is a very feminine uh, wristwatch. Um, and I always bought her like Speedmasters and, and, and so on. And um, yeah, it's funny to see. It's, it's not a watch that I would have come up with for her. And yeah. I guess that shows that, um, yeah, I have limited knowledge about what women like and what women want. Um, <laughs> I've been dealing that with all of my life, but uh, <laughs> with watches, it's the same thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I also have to say that a lot of women like uh, men's watches because they perhaps they are a bit bigger and tougher, and that's fine as well, of course. And I, I can, and, and when I write about those, I don't think it really differs uh, what I what I think of it uh, for men or women. It's just that watch. But for ladies' watches, for me, it's very difficult to to yeah. judge uh, on on shape and so on. Yeah, but I'm happy to see that brands um, do something with more with ladies' watches. That they don't only make smaller versions of men's watches, but that yes. they really come up with a separate design for a for a female for a women's watch. But I, I think I think that uh, if we're we're on the topic of Omega anyway, um, I, I think that they've done a great job in doing that in in the past years. I think that there there are some really nice pieces or even. I mean, by no means can I judge, um, but I do feel that that there's a lot of a lot of possibilities um, for that brand specifically. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I also like it when uh, uh, women wear um, vintage watches. Yeah, and I think that would really. Uh, I have one. Uh, I have one here, for example, like a, a '50s constellation. Um, it's a small watch, it's like 35 millimeter. Yeah. And I think it's perfect for a lot of women to, to wear a nice watch like this uh, due to the size. And yeah, when a, when, a, when, a, when a woman wears a vintage watch, I think that's, yeah, that's just super cool. Like it is yeah. for a man basically to wear. You just don't yeah. see it that often. Yeah, that's true. Um, but perhaps uh, it will come. I think also yeah. think if brands push it a bit, if brands push a bit forward with these uh, things, um, and support vintage watches, and I think Omega again is has a good role and in, in like a prime is good prime example for that with their museum and their archives. Um, yes. Yeah, I think that would be uh, interesting. I think more women would be interested in doing so because I also think that a lot of women like uh, Art Deco jewelry. They buy like jewelry from from antique shops and so on. So why not a vintage watch? It makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. Do we have yeah, any? Yeah, I think yeah we I think we have as long as you have time we we can yeah I have time see if there are some more some more questions to answer. Um, there are a lot of questions if if when when there's when when you are coming with Speedy Tuesday to to different countries I see. Yeah, well that um, depends a bit on the on the situation of course, but it's definitely in the in the, in the works. Um, we had some good plans for a, a few different countries than last year. And um, um, yeah, let's see how it goes. And uh, if we have a if if we have a schedule, then we will publish it um, um, with the fans and with Speedy uh, Tuesday uh, followers, and uh, people can register. And um, hopefully, I, yeah, we will see them uh, soon again. Miguel, hi Miguel. Miguel says he finds it quite sexy when a woman wears men's watch. <laughs> yeah, but Miguel is very special. <laughs> hi Miguel. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, he's right. I mean, it, it's it's nice to see to see a woman with a with a man's watch. A friend of mine, she wears the moon watch. My wife, she wears the has this, the first Speedy Tuesday as well. She's wearing it today, and uh, she has very small wrists. But yeah, it really looks cool on her. Yeah, I think it's uh, yeah, it's nice. 
Very cool. So does anyone have any additional questions to ask Robert? Do you think we will have a Seamaster Thursday? No, I don't think so. I've been asked, uh, not, not specifically Seamaster, but I've, since we do Speedy Tuesday, we have been asked by other brands if yeah. we could do something similar for them on a different yeah. day. Yeah. And I don't want to, to, to name any other brands, but to me that, that, that doesn't feel right. It, it, it's yeah. a bit cheesy. If others wants to do, want to do it, that's fine. But it should be, it should be like authentic and genuine. And our love and appreciation for the Speedmaster is really authentic and genuine. Yeah. And if we would do something with another brand on a Thursday or a Friday or whatever, it doesn't feel authentic and it's not ours. Um, the Speedmaster is what we collect. And um, not only me, but there are more people in the team that collect Speedmasters. Um, so it's really close to our heart. And I think that's yeah. very important. So if we come up with a, with a I don't know what, uh, Bell and Ross Friday, that doesn't make any sense. I don't even own one. So what's the what's the point, basically? Yeah. So for, for, for us, it's fine. We keep it at Speedy Tuesday. Very good. I see another question that I get uh, asked a lot. It's uh, Yusuf. Uh, he asked about the Speedy Tuesday 3. Um, well, we're looking into uh, designs and things, but we only want to do a Speedy Tuesday number 3 if we really have a good watch or good model that we want to come out with. We don't want to do it like an annual thing. We don't want to do it because, because just because of. Um, of course, it, it, it's it's a it's a lot of watches, but I think in the end, if you look at the total production number for Omega, it's like a full day of production. Yeah. Um, so it's not that huge. So we want to only do something if it's really cool. And uh, we also decided for this year not to do something because there are other big things coming. But perhaps next year we uh, we will come out with a Speedy Tuesday three and uh, yeah, have something cool again. Uh, for the fans. So we can be excited. <laughs> yeah, 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 I hope so. Um, I see another interesting one is uh, what other speed uh, Omega re-editions would you like to see? Because we had a Pro Prof, we had a Bullhead, we had a Mark II, which is, um, yeah, which is true. Um, what I would like to see um, is a bit of a, I wouldn't call it a, gu a guilty pleasure, <laughs> but um, I, I really love the Constellation. Uh, like I said, it was my first Omega watch, and I lo love the this is the Constellation 95. I also have the, the one from 82, the first Manhattan, and I have some other ones. So I have a little side collection of Constellations, not that not that many, but a few of them. Uh, I would like to see something, uh, and they did this year, they made a 39 millimeter, which really looks good, but I would like to see something even more close to the original from 82, but I also understand that it's an 80s model, so it's it's very difficult to to revise something that's from the 80s. What I would like to see is um, um, they have they also made this watch mm -hmm. uh, in 93, which is a Seamaster 300 meters uh, chronograph, and this one is in uh, titanium, uh, tantalum, and uh, rose gold. Um, that's cool. Yeah, it's very nice, and um, they did something similar when the new Seamaster 300M came out uh, in 2018. They made a special version also with titanium, uh, Setna gold, and tantalum. And tantalum is like a heavy, a heavy metal, and it's a bit has this bluish uh, U on it. Um, but I would love to see that they also come up with the, the new chronograph models with the two registers in this tri-metal color with a with a blue dial. The other one had, a, I think, a gray dial. And that would be something really uh, that, that I would be looking forward to. 
that would be a nice uh, re-edition for me. Yeah, and um, I, I have to say they did a lot of uh, museum collections as well. And they added a marine, which I really particularly liked, and uh, some other models. But uh, yeah, let's see. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball. So uh. yeah, um, I, I think there there have been a, a lot of cool. I think I've, there have been a lot of cool watches from from Omega. Um, yeah, I, I see a very important question by Hand Aufzug, which means <laughs> like manual wind. I think, yeah. uh, as far as my German goes, are sure. there enough re-editions? Um, yeah, I think. Um, that's true. There are a lot of re-editions, but I also think there's a demand for them. Um, a lot of people, they like the looks of these vintage watches, but they don't dare to buy these vintage watches because there's risk in, um, in, in maintenance, in getting spare parts, and just people don't feel comfortable buying something that's 40 or 50 years old, for example. And then the re-edition comes into play. I just feel it always needs to be done in a really nice way, like I just said with the with a pro-prof, I think that has been done in a tremendously nice way. Um, um, and I hope it will uh, be in the collection for a long time. I think it's very small production or small quantities that are being sold because it's such a bulky watch. But that's something that's that was absolutely uh, done nicely. Yeah. So I guess there is a market for them. I just also feel that brands also need to come up with new stuff. Um, and as long as they do that, I think there's room for... Um, Re-editions. If I look at Omega, they come up with a lot of new stuff as well. They are very innovative. So why not doing a re-edition every once in a while? If you are a brand that only does re-editions, I don't know. Then there, I think that, that, that then there is like a, a limit at some point that you reach and you have to do something else. Yeah, I hope that I answers think... the question a bit and you can agree or not. But I think that's a bit of uh, yeah how I, I how I look at things. So I look at it per brand and per model. If it's done nicely, it's done then then it's okay if it's done bad then yeah i don't i'm not interested basically i think there has to be a, a good balance between new and old and um i also totally agree with what you said if you revive an an old classic then then you have to do it the right way and then you have to be sure yeah. to yeah. that it sticks um, yeah. so yeah. so i think that's that's why sometimes yeah. it can be hard but sometimes it's a bit easier as well yeah i also see a question from Les journal uh, I wish Omega can do limited production instead to make it more mysterious. Um, yeah, I think they did with the, the Tintin, uh, which was a, sure. um, a watch that was in production for a certain uh, amount of time. I think 2013 till 2016, top of mind. They never communicated the, the, the total production number. So it remains a bit of a mystery. There are some lists on the internet that, that, that show an, an estimate. Um, and I don't think that it's it's too far off of what I've seen. Um, but um, yeah, that makes it interesting. But what it doesn't do, it doesn't. And so if you if there's a limited edition, so if a watch is limited to let's say two thousand pieces or five thousand pieces, um, there's a certain rush or pressure to get the watch before it's sold out. If it's only time limited, yeah, you 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 can wait. Oh, it will be the next year or the year after. Also, so there's no rush. There's no pressure to to buy it. So from a brand perspective, I can see the whole limited edition thing. From a collector's perspective, I think it's super nice to have something that's numbered or unlimited, but but time limited basically. But you will only know in the end when it stops and and when it becomes perhaps more collectible. Um, but yeah, it's a nice nice way of looking at things. Definitely. Um, do you like uh, Black Bay 58? Uh, Emilia asks. 
or Emil. No, Emilia, I think. Um, yeah, I like it. I think it's uh, actually my favorite uh, tutor out there. I think they did a really nice job. Um, the other ones were a bit too large and too too thick for for, for me. Although I'm I'm not a small small uh, small guy by any means, but um, yeah, the Black Bay Fifty Eight is. Uh, I think they're. It would be the model that I would purchase myself from them. Yeah, definitely. It has a great size, so I do. Think, yeah, I do think yeah. Yeah, there's another important question from Yusuf. Could the step dial and uh, AML applied metal logo, I guess, come back to the standard speedy? Um, yeah, that would be nice. Um, it's not a secret. Um, as it was told on during one of the Speedy Tuesday events, that the, the movement of 3861, that's also in the in the gold one, and um, someone asked to show it again, so I will. Here you go, Sayed. <laughs> um, so the movement that is in this one, if it will also turn up in the, in the normal Moonwatch, and it was confirmed that it will be. The only question is when. Um, so if they do that, perhaps they will make some more adjustments to the standard Moonwatch, but I think it's an icon. So you have to be super, super careful in what you change on an iconic watch. Um, but yeah, so far the, ch the watch has never changed that much. So I guess it will be, uh, and I hope it will be safe. Um, one of the brands that, that does it well, of course, is Audemars Piquet with the Royal Oak 15202. They really kept it yeah. like the original, made minor changes. I think the same goes for the Speedmaster. And I hope they realize it, it needs to stay the way it is basically with some minor adjustments. A lot of people have been asking for a new bracelet um, because the, the the one that I showed earlier on a normal Moonwatch, like this one, um, yeah. they feel it, it had its best time. And I, I somewhat agree. I mean, I like it on the wrist. It's comfortable bracelet. I just would like to see something more um, mess, rushed. Yeah. Like, like um, for instance, this one. I don't know if you can see it. It's the one. It's a 1479. Uh, and I put it on my Tokyo, which is a bit different than the, the new one. It, it tapers a bit more and it's a bit more, has a bit more matte finish. And uh, yeah, that's that's basically my my one of my favorite um, discontinued Speedmaster bracelets. So yeah, something like that would be nice for sure. Yeah. What do you think of the price impact, including the 3861 onto the Moonwatch, what it will be? Yeah. I don't think it will become as expensive as the Ed White Caliber 321, which will be, I think, around 13,000 euros. Yeah. Um, the Moonwatch with 1861 is, uh, top of my head, it's it's around 5,000 euros. Um, I don't know the Swiss francs price or US dollar price, but it's still a very affordable watch for what it is. Such an iconic watch that can be purchased for that price. I don't think that Omega will be too far away for it from it because they want to, to have this watch available or accessible to a lot of people. And um, the current moon watch is always a, perhaps a bit of a, a difficult thing because it's one of the cheapest watches in the Omega catalog right now. Um, so it doesn't really fit the rest of the, the catalog anymore. Yeah. And if they upgrade the movement, of course, the price will go up a bit, but I think they will keep it sane because I think it's very cool for a brand like Omega to be able to offer it for a really decent price. Uh, that people can still uh, save up for or live to, or even if you're not really a watch guy or girl, that you can uh, can uh, save up to own a moon watch one day. So I don't think you should make it like 10K. Um, so it will be definitely uh, lower than that, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. 
Savage uh, Sosh is asking about the three, two, one, Ed White. If no, it hasn't gotten there yet. It's it's not uh, delivered yet. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what uh, the time span will be, but uh, it's not delivered yet. So no one has it yet. Um, thanks for framing. Says the moon watch is around forty two hundred. I, I I don't know what currency. The last price in the Netherlands was four thousand seven hundred euros for the Hesselite model with the stainless steel bracelet, and I think they went up a very uh, small bit. I just have the page open. I'll just check. Let me see if there are any more questions. I need to scroll up a bit. Uh, latest thoughts on the speedy 60th anniversary. Um, yeah, I um, I have one Speedmaster. It was from the tr the trilogy when they did the real master, the um, uh, Speedmaster and the and the Seamaster. I liked all three, but um, yeah, there's only so much uh, that uh, with, that you can do with a journalist uh, budget. <laughs> so I went for the Speedmaster, and I really like it. Uh, I don't wear it that much, but if I wear it, I I, I noticed that I wear it for a couple of days in a row. And uh, uh, preferably on a strap or a NATO strap, and uh, yeah, it's a cool watch. They really did a neat job. Uh, it has no caliber three two one that would make it absolutely, absolutely perfect. It would also heavily influence the price, but I think how they did it and what they did was ext extremely well done. Uh, Masa, well, um, yeah, I know you. How are you? Um, Apollo thirteen fiftieth anniversary. Yeah, that's this year. So I'm looking forward to see what will happen. Um, Apollo 13 and Apollo 11 are always the big ones for Omega, for the Speedmaster to, to celebrate. And um, Apollo 13, the, the, the latest, the last one was the, the Silver Snoopy Award, the white one. Before that, it was 2003 with the Snoopy patch. And before that, it was in 1995 that there was a Apollo 13 um, a mission patch model. Um, so there are three basically Apollo 13 related watches, and I am pretty sure we will see something cool this year from uh, Omega as well. I don't know when. Some say it will be now in April, because Apollo 13 took place in April 1970. Um, but due to the coronavirus, I'm not pretty. I'm not sure if Omega wants to release something, and the they only received the Snoopy Award in October. So it's either one of these two periods uh, of the year that they will do something and i i just don't think they will do something now but yeah let's see april is not over yet so i just checked the moon watch with the caliber 1861 is 4700 euros yeah yeah okay um i see uh, questions max star jason how are you i hope they don't yeah we'll see um the next watch for you by jacob hello jacob um, I think I was uh, across you or next to you on, at one of the Speedy Tuesday event dinners. Um, the next one for me is um, the Ed White Caliber 321. That's the one I uh, I, uh, I want. And uh, I hope it, I will get it uh, at some point. Um, I know that they only have a small production uh, uh, window because of uh, uh, the movement and because every watch is done by one watchmaker. Um, so let's see. I, uh, I hope to be uh, somewhere in the line. Um, yeah, let's see what, uh, what else, uh, Seamaster 300 or, uh, Black Bay 58. Yeah. You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> I go for the Seamaster 300. I yeah. go for the new one, the, the James Bond edition. 
Yeah, that's 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 super cool. That's yeah. super cool. My my budget is tight, so but that and it's not limited, which is good. So I can still yes. save up. Oh, for that's it good. I didn't know. And that. wait a bit. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's not limited, and uh, I just bought a new house, so I have to 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 <laughs> save some money here and there. Um, but yeah, uh, full gold, full vintage constellation, or speedmaster or seamaster. Um, if it's all gold, I would go for the speedmaster. Um, but yeah, I love constellations as well, so that's also yeah, like super cool basically to 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 collect. Uh, and it's they are not that expensive. I bought this one uh, from the fifties. Uh, um, a few years ago, three years ago, when I turned 40, it was from my own birthday present. And I think I paid like 800 euros. So you still can find really nice things yeah. out there for constellation. And because of the size, um, they are not that expensive because it's not very much uh, sought after, these, these smaller watches. And I think they're super nice to collect. Yeah. Um, let me see. Let me see. There was one question on uh, the new King Turtles versus the Paddy Turtle. Uh, I have to say I go for the, the the paddy turtle. I'm not a big turtle fan, I have to say. I have a few, so yeah, I, I have a few. So I should say I'm a fan, but I just don't find myself wearing them. If I wear a Seiko, it's my uh, it's my Grand Seiko, and um, I don't have it here. I think I also wear my uh, Marine Master a lot. I think yeah, that that's really my my uh, the, the watch that I really uh, like to wear uh, from Seiko. Um, there's something with the dials, blue soleil dial. Yeah, that that would be nice. Um, yeah. That would be cool. I love I love these uh, soleil dials from the from the past, and they really give this nice um, UE on the on the on the Speedmaster. And um, yeah, let's see. Yusuf asks, "What's your dream limited edition Speedmaster?" Um, where is it? This one, of course. Because my yeah, more or less uh, came from our uh, hands. Uh, the same goes for the for the Ultraman. Um, um, but I have to say, what I'm wearing is is very difficult to take off my wrist. I think that for me is, and it's also funny that when I started with um, uh, Speedmasters back in '98, '99, um, one of the tips that someone gave me is find a good watchmaker. And when I purchased my my Speedmaster in '99, I went out and found a watchmaker, and he was also, and he still is very much a Speedmaster nut. And um, we, we we agreed to to meet somewhere, and he brought his gold Speedmaster from '69. So very early on for me, when I started with Speedmasters, I saw the gold Speedmaster, and from that moment on, I thought, wow, that's that's really amazing. And then when Omega came with this last year, I thought, okay, that's for me, that's even better than the original. And I don't say this very often, but I think with the, with the, with the original Gold Speedmasters, you see that they age a bit differently. Some have a different engraving; they they age in a different way. And sometimes I like how it looks, and sometimes I don't like how I how it's aged. And I think with this, with the new movement ceramic bezel, it's a perfect watch for almost every day. And um, yeah, so I think it's. I called it in one of my articles the Godfather 2, which to me is the best Godfather yeah, movie. Fit, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, for me, this is the Godfather 2. And uh, yeah, I, I really love it. It's my favorite dream limited edition Speedmaster. Um, so, we, we have a couple of minutes left. Yeah. Maybe two or three more. And then I think we have to wrap it up because otherwise we're going to have the same experience as I had with Christian Matthew. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. We so, don't want that. No. I see. Uh, Ben Hodges, hi Ben, how are you? He's on my team. Uh, he uh, says hi, ben. he's 
Uh, is the Skywalker still in production? It is. Um, automatic Speedmasters, one, is there one to collect? I have to say that uh, the one you have, the reduced, is going up in price. There's a lot of demand. Yes. And you have to, I, a few years ago, I did an article about uh, the differences between the, the, the Speedmaster Professional Moonwatch and the Speedmaster Reduced. And it's still today one of the most read articles on Fratello. So I would say that the reduced is really the one, the, 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 the automatic one to collect, basically. Yeah, it has a good price point. I think with if yeah. you find if you find a good one in a good shape, I think with 1,500, 700, you're, you have a good price to, to get a Moonwatch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, thanks for framing, says uh, the price shut up. I bought my new Hesselite two years ago for 3400 on Pronext, but that's gray market, my friend, um, which uh, doesn't mind that much, but it's a different price, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's see. Uh, oh, but below 1,000, Seiko or Hamilton? I think for below 1,000, I have a Hamilton. I, it's too far away to grab right now. It's the... the, the the mechanical uh, the field wash, the hand wind one, the, the military one. It's very small, but I really love it. I think the price is like 420 or 480 euros. I really, really like it. Um, but for below 1,000, I just ordered the, the Hamilton PSR, I have to say. So I'm looking forward to that one. Um, it all depends a bit on taste. I think with either brands, you can't go wrong. I think Hamilton is a very high volume brand. They really make nice looking watches. With Seiko, it's a, it's a bit different. I think that there's more Seiko community. So I think if that's something you like to be part of and be on the Seiko forums, Facebook groups, and interact, I think Seiko is a very cool brand to collect. If you want to have a nice watch that is Swiss and, and really is, looks cool, I think Hamilton is the way to go. It's all, it's all a matter of preferences. And I think quality-wise, I think you can't go wrong uh, either way. I Someone asked uh, Speedmaster, Tintin, or the Moon to Mars, are they still in production? If I have to make a choice, I would go Tintin. I never really liked the Moon to Mars, although some of them, they age really nicely. Uh, both are not in production anymore. Yeah, the Tintin is really nice. Yeah. To be, to be fair, I'd also go for the Tintin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now the Tintin is super nice, and um, I bought mine in 2017 when it was yeah. just out of production, and it... I just uh, bumped into one by accident, and um, yeah, super cool. Um, but that's just how it goes, right? You just you're <laughs> not really looking for one, but then no, suddenly you find one. As soon as you as soon as you start searching for something actively, you will pay the highest price. Yeah. Um, and if if you bump into things, it's always like a surprise, or the price is really good and it surprises you, and then you you make a decision really quickly. But as soon as you are actively looking for something, you know you are going to pay. I saw another question. I think perhaps uh, the last question yeah. is, uh, will we see an Ad White Caliber 321? It's Jason. Uh, will we see the Ad White Caliber 321 with Light? I don't know. Um, the one now is on Sapphire, and I don't mind for daily use. I don't know if Omega wants to make the distinction between Hesolite and Sapphire on that one. I don't know. I think that's a question for Reynolds perhaps to answer uh, in the future. Um, new Moonwatch on the bracelet or strap? I would say always buy on bracelet and get a strap later on. Perhaps from Hirsch, perhaps from another uh, strap company, but I would always buy on a bracelet. Because if you want, if you need to buy the bracelet later on as an extra, I think you really have to to yeah to pay yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Good. I, okay. I, I usually buy with bracelet, but then I always actually you switch. Because, yeah. yeah I have to say, looking at my uh, collection again, perhaps some people didn't didn't have a closer look. Um, I think, as you can see, most of my stuff is on bracelets, except for the X33, which is yeah. on a on a normal strap, and I have a Globemaster here, which is on a strap. But this, most of the Speedmasters are on uh, metal bracelets. Yeah. Thank you much, Robert. It's been a thank pleasure. You. Uh, thank yeah, you for having likewise. me. It Super nice. It was really exciting to learn more about, about the Speedmaster and about your story. Um, maybe we can do this again sometime. Yeah. And, uh, dive, dive I will be uh, more, than, more than happy to. And perhaps I can invite you at some point on our uh, Fratello live session that we will start soon. That would be cool. Yeah. Cool. Definitely. Okay. Have a nice Thank evening. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye. You too. Bye-bye.